1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast, part of
0: the Locked On Podcast Network. And we're back for Locked On Chiefs. Thanks for joining us. And we are starting this week off on a brand new tilt. A lot of action going around. Uh, the NFL this last week and weekend, a lot of movement. Uh, we should probably touch base tomorrow or the next day on John Dorsey just to check in with that. Obviously, doesn't affect the Chiefs directly, but, man, amazing how much movement he's got going all at once, right?
2: Yeah, it's amazing how much the league has, to be honest. I never expected them to become a trading league like they seem to have uh, basically this past offseason.
0: That's very interesting, and, uh, and I uh, – Enjoy watching the the rigmarole of the GM process. And, and folks, if you're new to us, I'm Ryan Tracy, founder of Rogue Analytics. You can find my written stuff at ChiefsDigest.com as well as LockedOnChiefs.com. Please check out RogueAPC.com. That's for all of our stuff that's coming for the draft. A lot of stuff coming up there.
2: And I am Chris Clark. I am the managing editor of LockedOnChiefs.com, and we are going to be talking today about the defensive line uh, and – Any news that is going on with the Chiefs, which right now I don't really think there is any other than maybe uh, if we want to talk about Muhammad Wilkerson visiting Kansas City this weekend.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really probably the the most interesting thing. Um, He's made a couple of visits already, was in Kansas City over the weekend, and has moved on to the Washington Redskins. Uh, By my count, that's four teams he's visited since his release. Um, And it seems as though he's just kind of getting the lay of the land.
2: Yeah, and I read, and I and I don't remember exactly where I heard this, but I did read that he was not really looking to sign up a contract right now. So the fact that he left without a deal was not necessarily a bad sign. Uh, but, you know, you would think that if you're going to get one done, you're going to try to get it done as quickly as possible uh, and try to get one done when he's here. But, you know, we'll see where he ends up. I still think that he's his best deal is going to be a one-year deal and somebody's going to pay him uh, – Something with a lot of openness to see how he can react to it is, I guess, the way yeah. I would put that.
0: Yeah, and that's a fair point. You know, and he's an interesting guy. I think I retweeted Jeff Schwartz who said, "Don't let him leave." You know, it's Jeff Schwartz thinks it's that important. I think it's an important position as we're about to go through uh, what the Chiefs have on the roster today. But even beyond that, it's. Like you said, a one-year contract is probably the most likely scenario. I think that's probably the best thing uh, because for a guy like Wilkerson, motivation is something that isn't guaranteed, and I think you need to have something built into the deal that provides that motivation because when he is uh, putting out full effort and, and is motivated, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with along the D-line.
2: Yeah, and you can even give him a two-year deal kind of like you did with uh, Darrell Rebus. Um, and if, if you're not including a signing bonus, it doesn't really hurt you the next year, so it's not as big of a deal. There's lots of ways that they can go about getting this done. It's just a matter of whether or not they want to. Uh, I would think that it's, it's a move that they probably should try to make if they can, but I would say that it also would probably mean the end of Allen Bailey in Kansas City, which uh, I guess it would be a trade-up if you can get a Wilkerson that's going to show up and be uh, motivated every play.
0: Yeah, and that's that, that's true. Uh it's interesting after all the moves the Chiefs have made uh and the purported release of Ron Parker being part of that although we haven't seen anything official on that yet. Um you would think that as the chips fall um that would be something that that maybe would affect Alan Bailey. A lot of rumors going on uh this weekend about Alan Bailey and he's either renovating his house or packing to leave. No one can really seem to be able to be sure.
2: Oh, see, I I guess I had missed that. You know, the other side of it is uh, you know, you also have a question of what what's going to happen with Tom Bahali because at this point, you would have thought that, that he would have been released, uh, and that hasn't happened yet, uh, and he hasn't announced retirement, uh, I guess. And I did talk to Jason OTC; I did get an answer on this over the weekend that he is due without, or sorry, a million dollars as of three fourteen, and if he's on the roster as of three fourteen, they owe him that and it is going to add to the number uh, that he is responsible for, which is like 1.7 uh, if he doesn't play in 2018. So Yeah, this is
0: going to be a big week for this team. Um, the purported thing with, with um, Ron Parker haven't seen anything yet. Obviously, the trades that have been agreed to, are going to go through, and we're going to see those come to fruition. Uh, maybe we have all the details. Maybe we don't quite have all the details of what those deals are going to include. Um, if we have all the details of the Peters trade in particular, I'm a little disappointed because a lot of people have talked up how, how positive that is going to be as it comes out. And right now, I'm not so sold on it, but we'll see what the actual details come out with. Um, but certainly... Well, if they're going to release somebody like Tamba or Alan Bailey, it's going to be relatively quick, uh, particularly in Holly's case, because of that payday on the 14th.
2: Well, and you say something about the Peters trade, but you look at what uh, Akeem Salib was traded for. I mean, he was traded for almost nothing. So, Right. you know, you can say what you want about Peters, and yes, he's great, yes, he's young. Uh, they're going to have to pay him. Um, and there's a whole bunch more into that decision-making than just the player itself. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I, I don't know how that's going to end up. We're going to have to just see how, as it goes. And honestly, I'm sure we got what we got and, and we'll be okay. Uh, going to have to make some moves to fill that position though.
0: Yeah. And that, and you know, it, it's that position that's moving quite a, quite a bit in the AFC West with, with Peters moving out to lead, moving out both to the Rams, uh, outside of the division. Uh, Casey Hayward was resigned this weekend to a multi-year deal.
2: Three-year, $36
0: And something like 16 of it in year one. So a a very front-loaded deal for Casey Hayward in in, uh, Los Angeles, Uh, the other Los Angeles team, we'll call them. Uh, So this particular position is going to be interesting as we go along. We're going to talk about the corners later in the week. Um, I don't want to get us too side-railed with that discussion now because what we want to talk about is the defensive line. So, you know, why don't we shift gears?
2: Sounds good to me.
0: So as we talk about the defensive line and this rumor about Muhammad Wilkerson taking these visits, uh, maybe it's positive, maybe it's, you know, maybe the Chiefs aren't one of the front runners, who knows. Um, Depending on the size of the contract, I think it's, it's worth seeing because when you run down who the Chiefs have under contract right now, the pickings are slim. Alan Bailey and Chris Jones are your top two. Uh, you still have McGill and Purcell and Augusta, Justin Hamilton still on the roster. Uh, but what you're looking at, R&R still needs to be re-signed, which uh, I think we'll know relatively quickly um, how the Chiefs prioritize him in their overall scheme um, as free agency kicks off, because I would think you'd want to see that happen rather quickly.
2: Well, and I would think that – I think all of the restricted free agents that need to get contracts have to do that before the league year starts as well. So – I expect we'll be hearing things in that regard as well soon.
0: Agreed. Uh, you know, Benny Logan's departing. Uh, we, we've all known that he's an unrestricted free agent. I can't see him coming back. Jarvis Jenkins is another. Uh, again, twenty nine years old, going to be thirty in the season. Uh, hard to see them bringing him back, even on, on you know a contract. I think he was here last year for eight hundred twenty five k. I think it was. Uh, so that's a little bit. Disconcerting, But r is clearly the guy, if they're going to bring a player back that they've already had on the roster, r and uh, Rakeem Nunez-Roches, if, if you're not used to us calling him that, uh, I, I think he's got to be the priority. And I think getting him back on the roster, uh, again, with a, a tender, basically, that's going to be uh, exclusive enough to make sure that you get him. I think that's going to be ours also part and parcel to preparing to move on from Alan Bailey if that's in, indeed what they are trying to do.
2: Well, on the other side of that is, is it's possible that they could look at uh, moving on from Alan Bailey. It's also possible that they put a second-round tender on R&R, um, and he has to play under that this year. And can't see we get a second-round pick if somebody gives him a better deal, which I cannot see that happening. But yeah, uh, we will see it over the next couple of months, I suppose. I, I would imagine they're going to put a second-round tender. You're not going to put an original-round tender on him because I think you'll lose him at that point. Um, so I, I, think you put a, a, I think you put a second rounder on him and you, and you see what you can get if somebody is going to come and offer him a deal, which I really can't see. Uh, but, hey, I would take a second round pick.
0: Sure, sure. And I, I agree with you. I think that's probably too steep for another team to pay. Um, but the original round tender, definitely I think you would lose him. So I think that we're going to see that early on uh, designating in, in free agency. So um, just hold tight on that, folks. There will be an official announcement very soon. Uh, as the leaguer gets ready to kick off. And I think that's really the first linchpin. And then it comes down to looking at Alan Bailey. And if you're not going to be in the sweepstakes for for Wilkerson and you're not sure about the class, I, you know the, the especially the interior defensive line class is, I think it's deep, but I don't think there's a whole lot of high, high quality. I don't see a whole lot of interior defensive linemen. In they first rounders. Uh, and you know, for the chiefs, that's probably a good thing, but even in the second round at 54, uh, even at the third round at 78, you're still looking at players that still need development. I don't see a whole lot in this class. They're going to walk in and be able to, uh, participate and give you quality reps and not be a liability for the defensive line in 2018. So that leads me back to bringing back veterans, uh, and maybe signing new ones in order to bolster this unit.
2: Yeah, and that's maybe the way they have to look. I'll though I will say that you know if they keep Alan Bailey and they keep R and R and they keep Chris Jones, I think they're going to be all right. At least a defensive end, uh, the question really becomes what are they going to do with nose tackle? Um, and I think that's a position that they may be looking at drafting.
0: Yeah, that may very well be, uh, and that's certainly if they're we may see changes in this defense this year. We don't know. We're, we're We're talking about the base defense that they run on first down, uh, particularly against the run.
2: Well, They may may make changes, but they're not going to go to a 4-3. I don't think they have the personnel for it.
0: Well, for me, and I don't disagree with you, but for me it's all about the percentages. And if that means I I think this team played quite a bit uh, in the nickel in a four-man front, Uh, I wanted to say it was like 58%, 60% of the time, if I remember correctly. I have to go check that. Um, but that's a number that's in my head from Pro Football Focus. And if they're willing to to take that even farther and really only use the base defense 25%, 30% of the time, then I don't know that you're looking at uh, a serious acquisition or at a serious level in the draft. Maybe uh, one of those later round picks, sure, but I don't know that that's a hole that they they feel like they need to fill. I think if they re-sign R&R, that may be all they do in turn, until the draft. Uh, I'd like to see them in on Wilkerson, but really, what has to happen here? And go ahead.
2: No, I wasn't going to say anything. I was uh, my my opinion is that they're going to look at drafting a uh, defensive lineman, and I'm not sure exactly where, but I've got an idea of where I would like them to look.
0: I'd love to hear those names.
2: Shepherd, yeah. at Pitt State, the home the home state guy,
0: yep. uh, Fort Hayes, actually.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Four days. My apologies. Yeah. yeah, the guy that broke his hand in, in the uh senior bowl. Mm-hmm. Getting a lot
0: of pub. A lot of pub. Uh, but plays at a level that is almost incomparable to anything uh when you look at, you know, a, a power conference. So uh, for me he's a lot more of a projection than for most, but you're right. He he's physically uh got some talent. I think he'll be affordable. I think he'll be there in the fourth round or, or where they have multiple picks now. Um, so that may be an answer. Uh, I don't I don't really see him as a nose, though. So I think they're, they're still talking about maybe doing something there. But uh, three technique, five technique, I think he can pull off both.
2: Well, he's just one guy. I think there's going to be others. Uh, obviously, we'll have to see where they can go. They obviously have a lot of uh, cap. Well, they should have a lot of cap space. Uh we're making the assumption that they're going to at this point because they've still got a couple more moves to make and they'll have uh, $20 million, I think, at least. Uh, but the question...
0: Yeah, I think they're sitting at 15 now, right?
2: Yeah, but the question becomes, Is that what they're are they going to sit on it or are they going to use it this year? I think they're going to have to
0: use some. Otherwise, you're looking at, at, at falling off uh, this defense in a way that probably isn't sustainable to make another playoff run. Huh? Uh, and I'm pretty sure... This team, this ownership is specifically focused on maintaining a level of uh, perennial playoff appearances. Um, so I, I would expect them to use what they need to use uh, in relatively short-term contracts, I would guess. Uh, that, uh, another reason why I think Wilkerson probably a, a great idea, if not the best fit, but... Uh, I think there are options in the draft. I really hope the, the kid from Stanford falls down. Phillips, I think his name is. Um, it, really falling off since the Senior Bowl, where I think he played great, and everyone seems to be downgrading him because of his uh, physical testing and everything, and, and I'm I'm not convinced. I think he can play the game. Uh, I look forward to him being available at a place where it makes sense for the Chiefs to take him. I just don't know if that will happen.
2: Well, We'll have to see when uh, the time comes at this point.
0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: The question I have to you is, do they have anybody right now that you would feel comfortable with them stepping on the field uh, and playing nose tackle? Because right now, to me, they don't. And and that's fair. I am intrigued by the concept
0: of Alan Bailey moving over there uh, because of his physical strength. He's got a good anchor, but not great. And he hasn't had to take on a whole lot of double teams yet. Uh, but I think if there's a guy on the roster right now that's physically capable of it in terms of his overall strength, I think it's Alan Bailey. And if if they're desperate and feel that they have to uh, limit themselves in free agency in the draft uh, at the position group, I think that makes sense, at least giving it a look. Um, but you're right. Outside of that, and that's a stretch all in itself. So um, there are definitely guys. I mean, you know, if, if Vita Vea was going to be there. At 54, why not? Sure. But, I mean, he's a rare talent. Uh, another of the uh, the West Coast nose tackles that play well, are athletic, uh, have a lot of girth. Uh, you know, Danny Shelton was just traded this weekend, uh, thanks to John Dorsey as well. I, I would like and, and another player in that role. Yeah, right? I would have too.
2: I would have, I would have liked him in Kansas City. they anything. don't
0: grow on trees. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and people are going to say uh, Hercules Mata'afa, who is interesting. But, yes, he played D-line in college. Yes, he he got in the backfield quite a bit. Uh, he's physical athletic, but he's six foot two and 250 pounds. Uh, he's an edge player that doesn't play on the edge is basically what he is. Uh, I don't see him going inside. I think I would take a long look at both of the North Carolina State guys, uh, B.J. Hill as well as Justin Jones. I think one of them will be available at a place that makes sense for the Chiefs, either late in the third or in the fourth round. Um, another couple of names that I think are – Farther down the line, but may make sense. Uh, Sanat out of South Florida. Uh, I like Trent Thompson. I know you're going to be shocked he's out of Georgia again.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) A Georgia kid, imagine that.
0: Yeah, right? It's like they play a 3-4 and everything. But uh, there's going to be options there. I I think if I'm Brett Veach, I have to think that the most important thing to me this offseason is that Chris Jones becomes a dominant every-down player like he can be. Yeah, uh, he's he's had enough no, time. He
2: has. I think he's looked better. I think he looked better last year than people gave him credit for, just because he was uh, probably double and triple teamed at times. Uh, but he also he did he was disruptive. But they were running away uh, from him. You know, I'm really curious. What are your thoughts on the pair, uh, the Panthers' uh, defensive lineman? That they're going to be having that's a free agent, and right now he's his name's escaping me. It's not short. It's the other guy. Uh, Star Starlet
0: uh, Star Starlet, yeah, and, and you know, Star had a heart condition coming on the draft. Um, a lot of people weren't sure he was going to play at all, and he has rebounded to have an NFL career that is is obviously lasted this long. And there's, he's going to get there's signed another
2: somewhere. Guy that had a heart condition oh. this year, who, um, Hurst,
0: Maurice Hurst out of Michigan, yeah. Um, it hasn't been disclosed the details of that. It may be a simple, um, you know, a- arrhythmia or something like that, that won't preclude his career. Um, but we're going to find out more information after some specialists, take a look at him and that will be forthcoming. I'm sure in the pro day circuit, uh, we will find more information before the draft. He may still be drafted. Uh, I don't, I don't think teams are going to knock him off the list completely until they know for certain what his condition is. Um, and that's exactly what happened a little later. He got drafted. Uh, got on a roster, was able to put in uh, a few years of, of solid work. Uh, the problem is, is he's an underperformer, and I, I don't know that I like him at the five. And I don't think he can play the nose. Um, you know, maybe if the Chiefs ran and and played their nose offset as, as a one technique more, maybe that could work. Uh, I think he works better into a gap than he does trying to set an anchor. I, and I just don't know that he's a. Fit, well, the question well. I have
2: is: Is it possible they're looking at moving? Where they're going to play their nose? I mean, just because just because they've been Could playing be. zero tech or, or that position doesn't necessarily mean that they're continue that, that moving forward. Um, I don't know. It's going to be intriguing to watch and see how that how this shakes out.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I will tell you this: if if they're not clearly making a run at somebody that is a nose tackle type, and they're not talking about moving Allen Bailey into that position it is definitely going to send out some red flags for me that they are looking at playing a four man front even more than they already do. Yeah. That we will have to see though.
2: No. And that's certainly a possibility. I, oh, lots of questions going into this year and not knowing, I mean, you look at what they had in the draft last year and where they could have gone. Uh, it's just a question of whether or not they're going to go there this year. Um I'm not sure what they're going to be doing when it comes to the defensive line because this is Brett Beach's really first foray into free agency and first foray into the draft that we've seen. He may have had a larger part than we know, uh, but this will be at least his baby going forward.
0: Yeah. And
2: I'll tell you one guy that
0: I think he is probably going to like because of his versatility, and I know Sutton's going to like, Um, a guy that I mocked earlier in the offseason that I think is going to be uh, an option for the Chiefs if that's the way they decide to go. He's six foot three and and just under three hundred pounds. Um, Andrew Brown out of Virginia. He's played the five tech for the majority of his high school career. I'm sorry, his college career. Uh, but when he got to the Senior Bowl and was able to run as a three technique, he was disruptive. Uh, and that's really the key to playing that particular position in that technique is getting in the backfield, getting in the gaps, uh, making an impact, and he can do that as well. It's another player that, like Chris Jones, can play both the five and the three, and that might be a nice bookend. So if they do decide that they're going to uh, build that out, it, even though you call him a D-end, he re- he's really more of a three-tech and you can call him a, a defensive tackle at that point, You know, it's all semantics, but that's a player to keep an eye on.
2: Yep. Lots of questions, though. Very few answers.
0: But right now, I think the Chiefs are are really going to be paying special attention to R&R, like we talked about earlier, keeping uh, some support for Chris Jones. uh, And then, really, the question mark's going to come for Alan Bailey. So other than that, maybe they find some low-level other um, guys to sign in free agency to replace the Jarvis Jenkins types. Uh, and maybe they can upgrade that as well. At the end, um, really, a rotation along the defensive line is what's going to be important for this particular team um because right now they're very thin at the position.
2: I completely agree. Very going to be very interesting moving forward and seeing how they attack a free agency at the, at specifically this position because there are a lot of question marks and a lot of moves that could be made or or could not be made.
0: Well, and folks, it's going to start heating up here pretty soon as free agency is ready to kick off in earnest. Um, So keep it dialed in here. Keep checking back with us. Uh, We'll have all the information for you that's Chiefs related as it comes out. I'm going to have tons of draft stuff coming out Uh, as we talk more and more and get closer to the draft. uh, We are finishing up the uh, basic initial run through the analytics for Rogue Analytics for the release of the uh, draft product. Uh, We're going to have a draft guide just like last year. Uh, just a couple of bucks. It'll give you a rundown physically and productive-wise of all the players, uh, the top 10 to 15 at their positions, and we haven't decided exactly how many we're going to put out, but we'll definitely have that information for you. Uh, we're going to do some more position reviews this week and talk about current news. Uh, thanks for listening to us. We appreciate that, and make sure to keep uh, you know, rating and reviewing and subscribing and uh, spread the word. It's going to be a great offseason. This team is just in as most flux as it's been since we started doing this podcast, so it's going to be really, really interesting.
2: And thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.